Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron and Rachel, and we're going to discuss tennis insecurities. And this may sound a little strange, but I know I have a bunch of them. I know I never feel completely comfortable out on the tennis court. I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. I love playing adult tennis, but there's a part of me that feels like, oh, if I don't play well, am I going to be put on court three? Or if I don't play well in one match, am I ever going to get to play with that partner again? Um, So I I just always feel a little insecure out there. I think the entire time I am playing, Um, do you guys feel that way at all? Yes, I think it definitely comes with um, learning a sport in your adult years. Uh, I feel that not having, I don't want to call, say that I don't have muscle memory because I do have muscle memory, but I do feel like if I had learned as a child, it would just be a, that my strokes would be a little cleaner than they, and so that would help me feel more confident. And so as a whole, I feel that I am a confident tennis player, but there are certain things like you mentioned, if I had a bad match with someone one day, of course, I'm going to be insecure as to whether they want to play with me again. So, and I think that's a normal feeling. Um, Aaron, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, when I started out, um, I had some friends that I knew even prior to playing tennis that were, was at our club. Um, cause I think I was, you know, there a couple of years before I picked up a tennis racket and I actually felt, um, not as confident playing with a friend because I didn't want to let that friend down. Yes. Um, yes. Right. And that, yes. that goes with really any doubles partner, but maybe even someone that you like, like that you would hang out with, uh, you know, after tennis, like a true friend, like you don't want to let that person down. Um, so that for sure. But I think a lot of it goes with, you know, like you said, like if I have a bad match, you know, whether it be singles or doubles, you know, am I going to be asked to play? Like there've been lineups that have come out and I'm like, Oh, why? I wonder why I'm not in that lineup. I was available. Right. A lot of people think if you're available, you're going to be put in the match, but we have a roster of like 15, you know, and sometimes we only need eight or six people on a court. Um, And Rachel and I, as captains, we know, you know, depends on people's availability in, in the current match and in the future matches and maybe how many they've already played. It has to do with who we think they part might partner well with and what that partner's availability is. And so being left off a lineup, doesn't doesn't speak to someone's ability or inability to play, you know, to play or win or whatever. It, it has to do with so many other factors. We do let it get in our heads a little bit. You know, if you think like, oh, that captain played me against the weakest team in our flight, they must think I'm not as good of a player, you know. So a lot of it is just kind of head games that we play with ourselves for sure. Um, and then other stuff, Carolyn, I actually, I do totally understand what you're saying about, um, you know, you didn't start until you were an adult and there's, you know, you just question yourself a lot of times. And if you're doing 
the right things and that sort of thing. But I kind of am a little bit more lax about it because I think I've said this a hundred times to both of you when we're playing. If I do something like I know a lot of times what to do, I just can't execute it. But I literally will make a mistake and look at my partner and be like, that is why I'm this level. Like, that's why I'm not a pro. Yes. (laughs) You know? Like I can barely feed a ball or like, I, I there's just, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I mean, I've become a good player over the years, but a lot of that I feel like has to just do with intuition and being athletic and not necessarily being like a smart, knowing always what to do or being able to execute kind of tennis player. Right. Right. And I do, I agree 100% with you, Aaron, on the, uh, the getting left off the lineup or yeah. not getting paired with a partner that you think you should be paired with to succeed. It is very easy to take that sort of stuff personally. And then that translates into you being insecure on the court. Um, I captain and I know all the nuances, but on teams that I don't captain, I still feel insecure about that. Yeah. So it, it, it has got to be a common feeling amongst all adult tennis players and it's something that you just have to to get over quite yeah. frankly um yeah we shouldn't be insecure none of no, no one out there is that great right I know that <laughs> um but there is it's like oh okay you put me on court three with this person did you not think I should be on a different court I mean I think that the way it's set up is like, okay, court one, court two, and then even with singles or doubles, court one, court two, court three. Yeah. And there may be, I mean, as captains, do you guys have strategy involved? You may be flipping the court or thinking about other people that you're playing. Um, well, There may what, be more to it. So what has, and this may be transferring into a, a lineup chat again, but um, I will say that more recently, since my teams for the past few years have been so incredibly deep, I now do my lineups based on uh, what particular personalities may be on the particular courts and how my players will play with opponents of those personalities because mm-hmm. our um, skill level is pretty much all the same, but our ability to deal with um people in a certain way differs. So mm-hmm. not, not to get off on a tangent, but, but again, that, you know, that's not really an insecurity issue. It's a personality issue. Yeah. Or someone's hitting style, right, Rachel? Like no, exactly. if you know, if you know, a, a, someone from another club is most likely their court one player and they hit whatever kind of ball, a topspin or they lob all the time or they hit soft or whatever it is, you might not want to put someone against them from our team that doesn't necessarily like that kind of Exactly. Yeah. But again, it goes down to like, I never thought, you know, it it is funny because it's like you have this higher, you think it's a hierarchy of lineups, like court one, you know, like they do that in high school, right? It's like six courts of singles and three courts of doubles or something. And it's like, everyone always says like, oh, my kid plays for this school. Well, what court are they? Yes. (laughs) It's like, well, there's six. Oh, so your child isn't that good. You know, it's not that. It's like, there's just some people that, you know, are, in that sense, it, you know, those kids really have to feel insecure because it really is a hierarchy. In ours, it's like court one or court two. You know, we had a couple years ago when our teams went to states that we had interchangeable. We literally, my, my friend and I literally would be like, do you want court one or court two today? We knew both, you know, right. both of us could win either court on any given day. Right. And we were just, you know, it was before I got bumped up. We were just confident. And that wasn't like a, 
you know, we're full of ourselves. We just felt confident enough where we could win our singles courts. And then we really, we had no court three on that team. So it was weird to put people on court three. We had all court one and court two players, you know? And so you just kind of have to be like, okay, well, sorry, you get court three today. (laughs) You never have to apologize for putting me on court three. I know, but... You know, one all day. <laughs> but it is something that you think about, or if you get left out of a lineup, especially, yes. I feel like that especially makes you, that. it's a playoff match and you're not chosen to play. And Ooh. then it, I mean, I, it goes through my head. I'm like, have I not been playing well? And yes. it may not be that. It may be that, you know, somebody is playing really well with someone else yes. and it's not it's me not playing well. It's that, Hey, these two people are a better fit that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that definitely goes through my mind when I'm not played in a, specific match. Oh yeah. And and I'm Rachel and I don't want to ever make someone feel insecure by having to make those decisions, but unfortunately, as a captain, you have to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. And it can't I've said this I said this a long time ago. It cannot be a democracy. We can't have everybody's input on it because whoever, you know, thinks one thing should happen and then if the captain goes against that person, then, you know, then they're upset. So, yeah. And I really feel like none of us should feel insecure because we're all at the same level. You know, no one's that much better than anyone else. But there is, I think tennis does, at least for me, I never know how I'm going to play day to day. Yeah. Like I have days where I just feel great. And then other days where it really is, I do not feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Out there. And it's just very different. And because it's not, a team sport, if you have a day where you're not feeling great or you're playing someone that's really good, um, it can be very difficult. Yeah. Hey, have either of you had a pro or someone that you've taken lessons from made you, and I hate to say made you feel insecure, but I've had, there were a few times that really stick out in my mind that I'd had lessons, you know, with a certain pro and they said, they've said something about my game. And now I'm fixated on like that bad part of my game. Like for instance, my volleys aren't great. And I have a pro, I had a pro that I took lessons from that said, like, I'm always breaking my wrist. I'm always letting my racket drop. And now like, I'm so, you'd think I'd be fixated on it to fix it, but I'm fixated on it. Like, that's just such a bad habit. And I'm not, you know, like sometimes I'm like, I'm just a bad net player. Like I feel insecure playing at the net because he didn't mean to make me feel that way. He was like trying to correct my um, you know, correct my technique, but, right. um, and then I had another pro years ago. I tell the story a lot. I was a two five and I was playing singles for in a playoff match. And I came out so like excited, like just like a little bit, <laughs> a little bit crazy. And I was warming <laughs> up and I was like hitting everything really hard and not just kind of like Zen, you know? And he was like, you need to calm down. So what happened was in the match, I started off like being calm and my game wasn't working. And I was like, I had to go back to that kind of crazy hitting hard and, you know, running around and like, I had to get my energy up. But I just remember he kind of killed my, you know, killed my first set because he was like, you need to like be different, you know? And so it made me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm probably looking like a crazy and acting like a crazy person. I need to change what I'm doing. And frankly, it was working for me. (laughs) That that is not good. And after this podcast is over, I would like to, to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks very much to Rachel and Aaron for discussing this. I really like the point that Rachel made that it's completely normal to feel insecure after you have a bad match with someone as to whether or not they want to play with you again, but that we really shouldn't worry about it. I also like Aaron's point that if we didn't have any insecurities um, in our playing ability, then we'd probably be much higher rated than we are. And the reason we make mistakes is because we are the level we are and we're not professionals. We hope you check out our website, which is secondserpodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the courts soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be. 